Hi, and welcome to the My Bloody Website podcast, where we talk about all things online, especially for small and medium business owners or marketers. I'm Daryl King. I've been running a web agency for over 25 years. My co-host, Ed Pelgrin, has been running his online marketing agency for about as long. Our goal is to cover things in a way anyone can understand and can improve how they use online in their business. This is episode 35 called, Are You Being a Cheapskate? Hello, Ed. G'day, Daryl. Or as the Australians say, a tight ass. A tight ass. Well, and it's, we like throwing the odd controversial. The last few weeks we've been uh, firing straight from the hip. Ranting. Yeah, getting all these complaints about the swear words and all that. That's fine. Uh, well, they can just. Yeah, well, it is what it is. So <laughs> let's put this in context. Uh, standing back from us as service delivery people, it's not about saying, hey, pay our rate more. It's about the concept that follows on from last week's podcast episode where we talked about not respecting the amount of effort that goes into something. And the equivalent part of that is trying to lowball. And you gave an example about someone wanted two people to create results for their business for 300 bucks. And <coughs> I, it goes, you know, like everyone wants a great deal. That makes sense, right? We all want to get Things. But there is a there's a point of declining returns where you say, well, if I get the lowest price of everyone, doesn't mean I'm, that there are apples and apples, right? Just because the price is lower, doesn't mean you're getting the same quality. <coughs> Bless you. Sorry, man. And uh, the uh, and so the the big part of this is understanding that some things cost money, and if you are a professional company trying to get professional results. You can't be a tight ass or a cheapskate. That's right. And, and we should reiterate, the context is you as a business owner, small business trying to grow your, your business and you're dealing with marketing service providers and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's about getting a good deal versus being a tight ass. Yeah. And yeah, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really interesting one to get. And, and you get it with remote workers. You know, people will go, yeah, yeah, I want, I want a remote worker and, you know, I want this really, really cheap rate. And then the rate might go up by a few bucks an hour and, oh, no, nah, I don't know if it's going to be affordable. These people probably driving around in 60 to 100 grand cars, living in, you know, first world problem worlds. You know, they've got businesses, staff, good income. You know, they can go out on the weekend and spend 150 bucks on dinner for a couple of people without blinking an eye, you know, a $30, $40 bottle of wine, no problem at all. And they might be talking about a $50 a week increase for that person, right, to get a better quality person. But that's a major problem. And Yeah. I think it's really important too, like what you just said then, you described a certain type of person who is quite affluent and and well-off and doing well and they're still being a tight ass. And I I think we should also say that, you know, we understand that there are a lot of small businesses for whom investing in marketing is a really big deal, right? Especially when sometimes there are providers out there who will take your money and not deliver or or not do their best to deliver, right? And and like you said previously, some smaller businesses where the average transaction value is small, you know, they don't have the budget. Um, But on the flip side, we've seen businesses, successful businesses and business owners, um, where it almost seems to be an Olympic sport to see how much they can screw someone yeah. over, oh, yeah. right, in terms of price. And it's like, well, shit, you, you've you got these people uh, who've got successful businesses, you know, huge transaction values, all that sort of stuff where 
um, they, it's not about affording, but it's like they're being overly tight ass for want of a better word. Yeah, and it's about quality, you know, and in all services, you get what you pay for in a lot That's of cases. Truth. Okay. And the reality is if you're in the joinery business, the difference between just someone that's a carpenter and someone that's a you know thirty year veteran <clears throat> joinery specialist might have been making luxury boat fittings and all you know things. There's going to be a quality difference, and you've got to determine what quality you want. And I think part of it comes back from we hear a lot. Ah, oh, you know, I'm not getting results, or it's just not working, or it's crap, whatever. And then you investigate because we all get when you're in, the, in this side of the fence. People that will come to you looking to change provider and they'll tell you about it's not working or it hasn't worked. So it's uh, really important, or I find it is, to look at what's being done already. So I ask the question, well, how much are you paying right now? What do you get? So if someone's doing active search engine optimization for someone and I hear a number like 300 bucks a month, I'm just about going to throw up my mouth because you and I know that there's just no way easily, unless you've got someone on two bucks an hour offshore, that you're going to get enough hours of quality work done. And I can guarantee it's probably unlikely if you're getting a $2 an hour person, they're going to do the quality. They might be able to do the hours. You just can't get it. We talked last time about respecting the effort. So, you know, that, 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 that you, if, if it's going to take 10 hours a week, think about what, what $300 a month breaks down to in a weekly a budget yeah that's what is it it's 75 bucks a week yeah so that's seven dollars fifty an hour so all right you're a five million dollar a year turnover business you're generating i don't know half a million dollars profits in a year you know throwing numbers out and you're you want someone on seven dollars fifty an hour to do your marketing Right. Seriously, does that stack up? Do you have someone that does seven dollars fifty an hour to do your QA or your salesman? Of course you don't. So why the hell would you think that you could get it the same way around? I don't know. I don't know. And and in this space too, it's it's important to recognise that a lot of this work is done on an hourly rate. It is what it is. What you're paying for is is time on on the ground, and and then uh, ultimately a lot of this stuff is priced based on how many hours it will take. Right. And so then, then it becomes a question of what's the difference between the hourly rates. And this is when, you know, some people get caught up and frustrated and obviously someone overseas will have a lower rate, which is, this is it's the reason why, because the cost of living is lower. It's the reason why this whole um, remote worker industry has blossomed, right? Because you can get them to do certain work at a lower rate. And obviously it, it starts with the low value tasks, right? Oh, I can get someone because it's, it's low value because my cost is higher. But, you know, um, a really good foreign worker, uh, just uh, you know, someone located elsewhere who does uh, quality work that's good at a global level will um, charge global rates. If that makes yeah. sense, you know. Well, and, and yeah, and, and look, the, the thing, the rate is important, and it's not to say that someone at twenty twenty five dollars an hour US overseas isn't necessarily good. That's not, it's not that, you know, that rate and an Australian rate that you can get high quality, but it's about that respect thing. 
if if their rate is $25 an hour and it's going to take 10 hours a week to do it, you are going to pay $250 hour. If you're paying $75 in Australia or US for that, there's a high probability you're not getting the value. And let's be clear. There are two types of businesses, really. There are product businesses and there are service businesses. We are not alone as creative or online people to an hourly rate because you pay your accountant an hourly rate, your lawyer an hourly rate, anyone, you would pay your builder an hourly rate, your plumber an hourly rate, your mechanic has a labour charge. Anyone that provides a service has hourly rate built in. That's the way you pay. Now, are you going to get your legal advice for $7.50 an hour and go, cool, is that the person you want standing up in court or do you want to pay someone that, you know, more more qualified, more experienced to do it. Well, you go, of course I do. If major problem, I go to the big guys, right? So, you know, if Apple sends you a filthy letter that says we're about to put you in the Supreme Court and sue you, you don't go for the local solicitor, right? You start to look around. If you've got a big intellectual problem, IP problem, you go to IP lawyers. And the same thing is true. If I'm not getting the results, maybe the price I'm paying is wrong or the people I'm choosing are wrong. So, you know, if they telemarket you and go, yeah, we got this great program. We guarantee to get you number one. It's going to cost you three, 400 bucks a month. Yeah. All you got to do is yeah, we'll send you a prop and do that. And don't get bullied into it. Or you just go, that seems good. Cause the last guy, he was 2k a month, right? I'm just going to try this and see if mm. it works. And then, that's not a way to make great decisions and you'll get what you pay for. Um, you know, I see it regularly. People get software coded offshore and we talked about it last time, you know, like people don't do the planning, but the other problem is, oh, it's always late, doesn't work right, it doesn't do this. And it's like, well, you know, you're, you're not really paying a lot. And if you don't have the experience to judge the work being done and project manage and do all that stuff, maybe you need to pay a bit more and get higher quality people. Or mm. don't just say, Oh, I've got a programmer, but it's crap. Get a project manager, get them that, pay for requirements, do this, you know, like get you, a copywriter, get an SEO person. Don't get the SEO person to do the copywriting. Maybe buy a professional copywriter, like get someone to do it really, really well and then make the SEO person be responsible for the promotion of that. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate and um, say that someone listening to this podcast as a consumer of marketing services is probably going to say, you guys are just bullshitting. You're just trying to justify an expensive price. What's your response to that? Uh, absolutely. But, but then I do, I, I do charge an expensive price because I think what we do provides a high value. And I'd say to people, our experience and value, you get someone for a third of the rate, but we might do it and in a third of the time. That's it. So that's like, It's a value equation, isn't it, right? It's a value equation and it's an ROI question, a return on investment. With the last couple of episodes, everything we've been talking about is ROI. So if you're a tight ass, it's because you either don't understand the value equation or you're just a bastard. Well, yeah, or you've just been brought up. No, but people are brought up. <laughs> you, know, I, you know what I mean. I'm just... People are brought up to play that Olympic sport you talked about, you know, to yeah. haggle, 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 haggle. I always want a better price. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't remember the exact phrase, but there was someone many, many years ago said to me is, don't ever be afraid of paying good people to do quality work. You'll save more in your business than all the time you'll waste, you know, on the other option. And the, the truth, right? Like you go to a crappy printer 
and get shitty business cards or shitty brochures and you've got to fight with them and get it done and all the resentment and cost and they lose money and they don't want to work with you again with developer or, you know, like just don't, yeah. don't argue don't argue with people that are really experienced. Validate them, do it, but be prepared to pay to get a quality result so that you can check that box. Mm. And I think it's important as a marketing provider, if you, if you can, if you know what, if you're experienced and you know you can get a good outcome for a client, then you need to respect your time as well. And I see a lot of people who are, who, you know, for whatever reason may need the work or they're just starting out. So they'll, they'll entertain these lowball offers and discussions. And I saw a, a marketer called Dennis Yu, he had this interesting analogy and he said, um, you know, you, you don't see people who need brain surgery uh, walking to a hospital and standing in the intensive care unit saying, uh, I want all the surgeons to come out here and I want to tell me about, you know, you don't need to tender for my surgery. Yeah, that's right. Could you do a tender for my surgery? Yeah, I'm looking for a good deal on brain surgery. It's like you don't, right? I mean, you well, and so let's go back. Last last week's episode, we talked about are you going to do it yourself or are you going to pay someone else to do it? So may, maybe it comes from that. Maybe people that are buying that are the, being there think that their time's not worth it. They might, they might generate a lot of income and profit. Maybe they undervalue themselves. So they think, oh, oh that's how I'm going to pay. Or they just haven't thought about it that way. So the way they need to think about it is, if it's going to take me six to eight hours, but I can pay someone a high rate, they do it in two hours, surely that's more beneficial. Like I should focus on, well, they've got to stick to my knitting, right? Like what do I do well? I do it. Pay someone else to do it. Now, hey, Get the best deal. Be a smart business operator. But the best deal isn't always the lowest price. So you have to get the best value. You said value before. Yeah. And I wonder whether it's, do you think maybe it's also because people don't understand the consequences of not investing, right, in the right person? Like, I mean, you know, in a legal situation, people happily pay a QC, which is a, you know, high-end lawyer for our American friends, you know, 600 bucks an hour because the consequences of not doing that are catastrophic, right? I mean, not well, the- mind you, I remember when Brendan Long came on and you know, his catch cry is that you know, no one ever says, says out loud, gee, I wish I put my lawyer on earlier, right? They always come when there's a problem. They don't do it in advance. And it's the same problem, right, that if you actually did all the documents up front and you thought through things, you don't always get the problems. There's, a, there's an element of behavioural economics involved in it and there's a lot of stuff about why people make short-term decisions rather than long-term decisions. Mm-mm you know, from short-term thinking rather than the long-term value equation that you're talking about. And I think that's the thing to, to, to challenge ourselves, everyone, when you're going to talk to providers is, you know, like just just find out all the information, but think about that long-term decision like mm. that you mentioned just before because if I do a bad job over three or four months at a cheap price, well, using an analogy of link building, right? You can get links built for all sorts of prices, but go and find people that have got penalized for bad link building that they had done and lost so much business from it and then had to recover the actual expenses way more than even the fees for the people that fixed it. It's way more than that because all the lost business, lost opportunity, all the aggravation that comes into it. <clears throat> That's the short-term thinking versus long-term thinking equation, making an, a, a value economic decision based on what's the cheapest price I can squeeze, not what's the best return on investment I can generate. That's right. And maybe that's, and, that's it. Sorry. 
I, I used a story a few times about pay-per-click and about a florist in Brisbane that was spending 30 grand a month on pay-per-click advertising. Every time I tell people, they go, what? That's like on flowers. I was like, yeah. And I said, but he didn't start out spending 30 grand a month, right? He started out testing and trialing it and finding the providers. But once he got the system working, the reason he kept increasing it was because he was making a tenfold increase on what he spent, a profit. He got the business and he got smart about it because he got good advice. So he would be targeting offshore servicemen on Valentine's Day saying, hey, want to send flowers to your, your honey mm-hmm. back in Brisbane? And they, they would showed up when they were looking for florists on Google over in Afghanistan, wherever it was that they were doing stuff. So they just went, yeah, because he made it easy. He was smart. He thought about the turn. He knew there was a market that needed things and he was making profit off it. So he just kept stepping the level up until he got to the point where his returns plateaued and then he managed it around that. But he paid for people to do it. Now, when he was only spending $300 a month on ads, he didn't need to spend a thousand, two thousand dollars to get someone to manage it. But once he's spending 10, 15, 20 grand a month in ad spend, he needs to have someone to do it because the amount of time and effort he would have to step away from the business to do it, to check all the ads were running properly, that it needed an hour a day or half an hour a day, needed checking because he was it was really topical and things changed all the time and there were always things, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, this thing, that thing, you know, oh, I've got access to a whole lot of, you know, this particular type of flower, I want to change my ads. He couldn't keep up with that himself. So then he had to start investing. But if he's making five or tenfold profit, it's not about, oh, I'm spending 10 grand and the two grand is a fifth of that. It's about what are you making off it? Correct. You're making a hundred grand. The two grand is nothing. Spend four grand on your provider and get better. Like think about the return, because if you're only spending a hundred, you're not you're not maximizing it. Yeah. You know, no, that's right. It's going to be outliers. There'll be I mean, outliers, right? That's what the PPC people say all the time. Oh, if you spend a dollar and you make two, then all you got to do to make more money is spend more money, right? I mean that that makes sense. And I wonder whether sometimes it's say the the uh, being a being a cheapskate is something that's in our heads because we've we've grown up with a mindset or a framework of thinking that oh god I'd never pay that for that you know uh, I've always got to fight for the deal and squeeze etc cetera, etc cetera, and that forces you to think down here as opposed to thinking what's the upside am I you know like you said am I making more money from spending more investing more in better people and resources you know? well and and it's not always about money a value equation decision isn't always about the cost. And I've, I know people that have relationships that where the provider's not doing the quality work. So they talk, you know, you talk to them, talk to them, talk to them and say, look, there's money involved in fixing it. But in a lot of cases they've, they've so interlinked in these relationships that they're prepared to wear the cost of not getting decent quality service provision over getting the problems fixed and impact their business. And, and I look at it and go, that's just the bizarrest mindset that the relationship, I'm talking commercial relationship, someone's not providing the quality. You know, the site's not secure, the hosting's falling over, whatever. Oh, but they're, you know, they're a good pal and all the rest of it. It's like, but this is your business. You are spending money and time. It's got to run right. But they're, mm. they won't fracture the relationship to fix it and be smart about it. And I see that as a, you know, not getting the value. They're being a cheapskate on themselves, not on the provider. And they're valuing the relationship over the value to their business. When this person that is not providing the service properly is actually disrespecting the value to them. 
because yeah. they're saying, well, the relationship is being honoured. I don't have to provide service, you know. So in the same time, it's a re- they're cheapskating the whole thing by going, well, you know, I get a good deal because they're a maid or whatever. It's like, no, that's a bad return on investment because your shit ain't working right. And so these are all uh, behavioural decisions that we make that we need to stand back. We need to look at the, you know, go back to episodes we said, get real. Is it working for you or not? You know, like I had one where their site was offline for like 10 days and then it come back up and they go, oh, it's not working for me. The site doesn't work. Well, change. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, they're going to do something else for me. What are they going to do? I don't know. They're just going to fix it up for me. It's like, mm. that's just, you, that's just not a good way to run your business. And, you know, so get real. What results should I be getting? Value and respect time it's going to take to do it. And then don't be a cheapskate about it. Or a like a trilogy of episodes, Ed. I know. <laughs> it's enjoyable, actually. I think one of the key, key things that runs through this is ROI and value, right? Understanding and, those two things. And dear listeners, don't for one minute think we're talking about you. Of course we are. We all do it. Ed's done it, I've done it, where we make those economic decisions because the budget's tight this month or we don't have it, whatever it might be. But you would be better off to hold off another month and save the budget or get it right or, you know, work out and go, you know what, I can't afford a shitty provider, so I'm just going to have to respect the fact I'm going to do it myself until we improve our profits. That's or right. I'm going to take a percentage of our profits and spend it on the right people and I'll hold them accountable and make sure I'm getting a return. But, you know, if you want online to work well, it is unforgiving. It's much more unforgiving than sending out some brochures and a letterbox drop and, you know, you don't get to measure it for three to four months. You can measure what you're doing day to day, week to week, month to month. You know, you deep down know that you're spending the money in the wrong way. So you need to fix it and fix it now and get right. That's that's what you need to take out of this series of episodes that you could be harming your business by being a cheapskate, by not respecting the time and just not even bothering to measure it. Mate, that I reckon that's an awesome note upon which to wind this episode up. I can't say anything that's going to top that, mate. What do you reckon? Okay, I reckon that's it then. <laughs> awesome. Guys, that's it for today. Thank you very much for listening. This series of episodes has been quite entertaining, Daryl. Um, we appreciate having you along for the ride. If you want to see the show notes, get access to the resources we talk about and get notified about new episodes, just visit bloodywebsite.com or subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast or Stitcher. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review in Apple Podcast. It really helps other people find the podcast. Hope to see you next week when we'll continue this chat about my bloody website. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from him.